Hi, I'm Anita, and this is Care Experts, brought to you by Care Credit. The Care Credit credit card can help you get the look you've always wanted now. Care Credit is accepted at hundreds of thousands of locations nationwide for things like cosmetic surgery, injectables, and other beauty procedures. Today, we're in Los Angeles, California with Dr. Ferris Yamin. Dr. Yamin is a licensed plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills. Dr. Yamin specializes in rhinoplasty, facial aesthetics, and body procedures. So today we're talking about the different types of lifts. So let's start with arm lifts. What exactly is involved in an arm lift? So arm lift, uh, basically every time you have an excess uh, skin and some redundant tissue that sags down in the, in the arm, and usually these patients are uh, mo mostly weight loss patients, mm -hmm. either through a procedure or they just lost the weight uh, on their own. So the, the example that I give to my patients, if imagine you have a, a big pillow and stuffed inside a pillowcase. You pull the pillow outside, the pillowcase stays there saggy, okay. then you need to tighten it up. And that's what arm lift basically is. You're tightening up the, the arm by getting rid of all that saggy tissue. Now, would there be any scars visible on an arm lift? Unfortunately, these are one of the procedures that's very hard to hide the scar. If you imagine the arm is kind of like a cylinder, it has a circumference. Yeah. So wherever you are going to be creative and hide it, it's gonna be visible from one angle to another. Got it. My preferred place is hiding it on the medial aspect, the inner side of the arm, because at least when your arms are down, the scar is not visible, neither from the front, the side, or, or the back. However, if you lift up your arms, you might see uh, the scar there. Again, it goes back to managing the scar and mm -hmm. being meticulous on taking care of that wound. If you manage it well, you can get rid of that, that scar and won't be visible from a distance. So talking about managing the scar, are there any at-home remedies or things that people can do to minimize scarring? That's an excellent question. Um, I spent a long time in the, in the lab at Stanford University. We were studying wound healing and mm -hmm. scar management. And there's been a lot of papers and literature about, about trying to find the magic treatment for a scar. If you can imagine if we can cut and do surgery and there will be no scar, that's yeah. it, that's great. But unfortunately, everything we have experimented and tried does not produce good results. The best thing that's available right now that has been studied is silicone. Okay. Silicone can make the scar remodel better and can make the scar fade away and blend in with the, with the rest of the skin. Now, what is the recovery time and pain management with an arm lift? So um, most, most of the time, the, the, the discomfort the patient that will get is from the tightness because, you know, as we tighten the arm also, it, it swells, so it okay. gets even tighter. So we use a, a little bit of a compression, a little bit of massages there in order to combat that, uh, that swelling. But as the swelling goes down in around, in around week or 10 days, uh, most patients, uh, their pain is pretty manageable. And how long does an arm lift last? It should last a pretty long time, maybe okay. 10, 15 years, even 20 years. That wow. all depends on what you're going to do uh, afterwards. Obviously, if you go in and you gain more weight later on, then you expand it even more and you, you can't you can lose ground on that. However, I combine my arm lift with a circumferential uh, liposuction in order to get rid of the fat pockets on the other side of the arm to make sure that we're not gonna gain more fat there so we don't lose ground on our uh, arm lift. So moving on to facelifts, can you explain to me what exactly is a facelift? Oh, facelift is uh, totally different mm -hmm. from our arm lift. So with, the, with facelift, there is not only 
excess skin, but there is also laxity of the main supporting ligaments in the face, and they're usually combined with deflation of the fat pads that are available in the face. And that happens, you know, with time, hormonal changes, yeah. gravity, things tend to sag down. So mainly facelift, you are addressing the mid and lower face, and I usually combine it with a neck lift because you don't want to separate these two, uh, two areas. However, some patients, they require only a neck lift, then you address only uh, only that that area, but it's the same process. But it, you're not only getting rid of the redundant excess skin. You want to support the deep fibrous layer where the ligaments actually holding things together. Because you don't want the, your facelift to only supported by the skin. You want it to be supported yeah. by a stronger tissue on the deeper and deeper layer. And that's where came the theory of the deep plane facelift in order to get the, uh, add the longevity and get the best result from a facelift. So you mentioned longevity. So how long can you expect one of these facelifts to last? So if you do it right and you're actually addressing the SMAS layer and the D-plane with your facelift, it should last 10 to 15 years. So, you know, a, a facelift to me sounds pretty, like, invasive. Is there any dangers that patients should know when going into this? So that's that's true. Uh, you are going. You are operating on a very small, fine, delicate uh, structures. You have all your facial animation muscles and you have the branches of the facial nerve that supplies these muscles. If they get damaged, you might end up with some sort of paralysis that will affect your facial movement and your animation movement, either crooked smile or et cetera. So that's, of course, the risk of uh, yeah. doing the, uh, the procedure. However, we have been, been very evolved in how addressing this. You have to make sure that your surgeon is up to up to date with all the advances and the nuances when it comes to uh, to facelift to make sure that they know what wh which plane they are staying in and how they are giving you the, the good result without actually compromising these nerves and these muscles. Could there be risks to where it would look unnatural? It, it all depends if you are addressing the deeper uh, deeper tissue. If okay. you are trying to tuck in on the skin and you're, you're, you're trying to rely on the tightness of the, of the skin to give your result and maintain your result, yes, that's true. It can look, you know, you will have that kind yeah. of pulled, uh, yeah. pulled uh, look. But if you are addressing the SMAS layers and the ligamentous layers and the fat pads around the face, uh, you can give the, take off years of the face mm -hmm. but maintaining the natural look of the face. So next, moving on to a neck lift. What exactly is involved in that? So with the with the neck lift, uh, in my mind, I like to use the term submentoplasty, which I combine it kind of with the, with the neck lift. With the neck lift, you are not only addressing the redundant skin, which is kind of similar incision that you're doing with the, goes around the ear and you are, but you're tar changing the vector of your pull in order to target that cervical mental angle where it meets the, uh, the neck meets the, the chin area. And you want that angle to be defined and more crisp, but that's only one component of it. We have a muscle here that tends to sag down and you want to tighten that, uh, that muscle. And you have to address also the fat pockets that you have here because you want to slim these fat pockets. In addition, there is the, the uh, jawline, which is I always resemble it as, a, as the shelf for that angle. Mm -hmm. If you augment the shelf and you define your chin very well, address the jowls, you can get a one complete neck lift that looks natural and looks good. Um, now, how long will a neck lift last? Well, give or take, same thing like, like the uh, facelift, around uh, 
10 to 15 years, depend on, on your genetics also, maybe last even 20 years. If you're, if you're a non-smoker, wow. you take care of yourself, you have good genes, uh, you should have good results from it. And what does the recovery and the aftercare kind of look like? And is there going to be a lot of pain for this? So most of the pain and discomfort from both procedures comes from the uh, swelling. And it's actually mostly numbness, okay. not rather pain or like uh, uh, different kind of sensations, sometimes uh, electrical shocks or sometimes uh, a little bit of uh, uh, discomfort. And that's because we are injecting a lot of numbing medicine and there will be a lot of swelling and all that skin will be separated and put back. So that's most of the, the discomfort uh, that comes in uh, from it. Not much uh, not much pain. Even though the patient might look a little bit uh, scary in the yeah. first couple of days, swollen, yeah. a little bit of bruising here and there, but they are not actually not in a, in a lot of pain. However, when you're addressing the neck, you're always going to have to um, be, be careful and watching uh, your patient that they are not affecting their breathing, their swallowing. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you do it right, it shouldn't. And uh, but by the end of the uh, first, by the second week, most patients their mm -hmm. swelling has went down. They are already healing. Most of the drains and sutures are out, so they are they are even able to go out, and you know mm -hmm. they they will look more more or less normal and feel normal also. Now, are fillers necessary for maintaining a facelift or a neck lift? So uh, yes, you need to fill up. Uh, certain areas in the face. Okay. However, my my preferred method is you addressing the fat pads. So what exactly is an eye lift? It's a little bit of a vague term because there is a bra lift okay. and there is also blepharoplasty, upper upper eyelid blepharoplasty and lower eyelid uh, blepharoplasty. So if you are addressing the bra, if you have a bratosis, meaning your bra is hanging lower than what it is, mm -hmm. Then that's a that's a procedure in which you want to bring up the the bra higher up. Now, when it comes to the eyelids, with the, with the upper eyelid, usually there is a little bit of a redundant skin that producing a little bit of a hooding on top yeah. of the eyelid and offs, offsets that crisp supratarsal fold that you can see the definition of the eyelid and it maintains the shape of the eye. When you see that extra redundant skin, and that could be not necessarily due to aging. Sometimes even young people do mm -hmm. have it. It could be genetics, uh, genetics yeah. could be too much sun exposure. You don't take care of your skin around your eyes and you have that and that can be done by addressing that skin. Will there be any scarring? I guess it depends on which procedure you opt exactly. for. Exactly. Uh, so uh, face heals pretty well. Okay. Uh, it's actually one of the best uh, areas in our body that uh, that heals. And uh, I've been successful in uh, addressing all these areas with with uh, minimal scarrings and most of these scars actually goes away. And again, most of the time it's uh, it's pretty hidden and heals pretty well. And how long does an eye lift last? Is that something that's going to last for a long time too? Yeah, uh, most eye lifts uh, last w way longer than, than we think, maybe even uh, 20 years uh, or so. Again, depends on how you take care of yourself. And I know when you're talking about things around the eyes, you know, that can make patients nervous. Is there any chance of loss of vision or dry eyes or any side effects like that? So yeah, uh, dry, dryness, which eventually can result into keratosis and maybe affect, uh, affect vision, it is uh, one of the complications of eyelid surgery. Mm -hmm. But if you do the surgery correctly and you do it the safe way, you're making sure that the eyelids at the end of the day will look good, but they will also close appropriately. Every time I do these surgeries, I use magnifying loops that, can, that enables me to see all these fine structures. So I'm... I respect the anatomy and I respect the tissue, so making sure that I'm not damaging something that wow. doesn't need to be damaged. Fascinating. 
So I know we talked about several different kinds of lifts and what would the cost be for some of these types of procedures? You know, again, uh, like we said, it depends on where you are and the yeah. practice that you're in. In our practice ballpark for arm lift will be around 10,000. Okay. Uh, facelift, obviously, it's more extensive procedure, takes takes longer, takes more uh, meticulous uh, work. So it can go up to uh, 20 or even 30,000 if you're combining it with a neck lift. Uh, if you combine it with the eye eyelid, obviously we'll add more. If you're addressing only the eyelid and the bra by itself, then we're limiting, you're, you're maintaining around the 10,000. And do you offer any financing options for patients? We do, and we do, and we're very thankful that we uh, were able to do that for some of our patients. Now, not, not all of our patients come in uh, completely financially pre prepared. Mm -hmm. And instead of telling them, you know, go home and try save more money and wait for a few more years, we can offer them the surgery right away with the help of the finance. They can bridge that gap and they can easily uh, pay it back uh, later on, but they are enjoying the result while doing that. So what would you say is one of your favorite things about your job? Giving, giving my patients what they what they want, basically making them feel happy about themselves and putting that smile on their face when they look in the mirror and they see their result and they feel now they got what, what they want. Most of my, my patients, at one point in their life, they looked amazing and then life happened and uh, changed something for them. And now I'm being able to bring them back to where, where they were, to their happy point, and that makes me feel happy. Yeah, giving them their confidence back must make you feel really good. 100%. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and informing me so much about lifts, and I appreciate your time. Thank you, my pleasure. All of our featured care experts accept and recommend the Care Credit credit card, which is accepted at hundreds of thousands of provider locations nationwide. Visit carecredit.com for more information. Thanks for joining us on Care Experts with Care Credit. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share with friends and family. And stay tuned for new episodes every week. All information, opinions, and recommendations discussed in this episode are for your information only. We believe the information sources are generally reliable, but because of possible human or mechanical error by the sources, Synchrony or its affiliates, including Care Credit, does not provide warranty to the accuracy, quality, or completeness of the information or any results obtained from it. Any statement or opinions in this episode are the doctor's alone, and included data was current to the time of creating this episode. Please consult your own advisors before using any of this information.